Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of What Pad Reads. I'm Roxanne, here to bring you your daily dose of amazing books to get you through the week. I need you guys to stop whatever you're doing right now. Seriously, stop it. Don't don't do it. Because I need you to go on Wattpad and find this book and read it now. If you are currently reading another book, you should stop. I have the best book you will ever read in this genre. It is an um, adventure slash uh, fiction, magic, fantasy. I have the best book you will ever read in any of those genres right here, right now. And I'm serious, you guys have to stop what you're reading and get on this book. So we're gonna be reviewing the book Till Death Do Us Part. And it is by the author Ax Girl 13, AX Girl 13. It currently has 6.9 thousand reads. 933 votes and 33 parts also i saw that it has text to speech wow i just thought that was such a really cool extra thing um so you can definitely have it going on in the background like an audiobook i thought that was super super nice for the people who you know can't really have a phone or iPad in their hands right now, they could just press play and it will read the chapter for them. I just thought that was super cool. Maybe that's um, a new um, thing that Wattpad is doing. Either way, I love it. So I'm going to read the summary. Skylar is not a typical noble lady. Captain to her own company, she feels more at home with a sword in hand than in the ballroom. Her whole life gets turned upside down when she is forced to marry Lord General Gawain Griffinhart. Can she fulfill her role as a graceful and obedient wife at the royal court? But vicious political machinations will be the least of her problems because a far darker threat is looming in the East. Skylar, with her fighting experience, might be the only one who sees it coming. If only her husband trusted her enough to heed her advice. And that was the summary. Honestly, um, when I first saw the book and I read the summary, I thought it was going to be like, a, you know, olden slash like kingdom um, princess E vibes book. And I was sadly mistaken from the moment I picked this book up. I did not put it down when I do my Wattpad reads um, uh, reviews. I normally read about 10 chapters so I could get a general gist of it and then do my review and then um, read the rest as I um, go on. But with this one, I literally read the entire book cover to cover because I could not put it down. With every chapter that ended, I had to see what was going on in the new chapter and i promise you you will not regret it so seriously go ahead and find this author axe girl 13 on Wattpad. the book is called till death do us part it's gonna be in the title of this episode you have to read it now and then go find me on twitter let's talk about it i'll already be there 
um, putting in my uh, opinions, my um, just over overall thoughts, please go and read this book because I want to have a discussion with you guys. I want to talk about it. So without further ado, let's get into the first chapter of this book. Chapter One, The Royal Engagement. One more time, Skylar banged the sword at her shield, taking up a defensive position. The man in front of her picked up his sword and, with a curt nod, dashed at her again. He swung his blade in a wide arc at her unprotected side. Skylar dodged swiftly and smashed her shield to the man's shoulder. He stumbled and fell on one knee splashing the mud all around. Again, she shouted, not missing a beat. Skylar, a high-pitched shriek sounded. The warriors looked up from training grounds, covered in mud. The scream source was a dainty little figure dashing towards them in a whirl of the lacy pink skirt. A doll-like woman's hands formed fists shaking from barely contained fury. She stopped at the edge of the muddy field and put her fists on her hips. Despite her unimpressive height, all the men gathered in the pitch, cowered instinctively. What on all the gods do you think you're doing? The little woman demanded, her dark eyes throwing daggers. Sparring, Skylar said with a shrug, but she lowered her weapon. She smirked at her sister. Want to join me, Rory? Sparring? Sparring? Do you have any idea what day it is? What time? Skylar slowly sheathed her sword and took off her helmet. Her dark hair was sweaty and clinged close to her head. She wiped it with her muddy forearm, no doubt leaving it even more filthy than before. The stare Rory gave her expressed utter disgust. The royal delegation is coming to visit today. There's no telling how soon they will be here. And you, young lady, look like a disgrace. Ugh, I had a feeling I forgot something. Skylar muttered, handing her shield to her sparring partner. Sorry, Dune. We'll have to finish it another time. It seems I need to go and pretend to be a lady for a while. The man laughed. Next time, I'll get you, Captain. In your dreams. Come on, howled Rory, tapping her foot impatiently. If you are late for the feast, I swear that. She was interrupted by the short signal trumpet from the gate. Oh, no. Rory's face paled suddenly. Oh no, please don't let it be them, please. The sound of hooves reverberated on the courtyard stones and an entourage of soldiers trotted towards them. At the head of the pack was a man in his late twenties wearing a crisp red and black uniform decorated with several silver pins. Oh gods, it's him, Rory gasped. But before Skylar could pose a question about the visitors, her sister dropped her exasperated expression putting on a mask of a beautiful lady that she was known as. Come on, Skye, we have to greet him. And who is he exactly? She asked, following her sister. It's him, Rory hissed, careful not to crack her perfectly charming face. The general, Gawain Griffinhart. Oh, him, Skylar murmured when the realization finally dawned on her. She didn't care much about po politics and the long list of nobles that she was expected to know. That was mainly her sister's responsibility. But that name she did recognize, as it was the man that Rory was going to marry. 
She felt a little stab of guilt at the thought that she embarrassed her older sister in public once again. But in the end, she didn't matter, so it would be perfectly fine. The entourage reached the middle of the courtyard and stopped their horses. Rory stepped forward, spreading her arms in a welcoming gesture. General Griffinhart, it is great honor to welcome you in our humble estate, she curtsied gracefully. The general hopped off his horse, horse and strolled towards them. His back was straight, his uniform crisp and perfect even after a long horseback ride. Schuyler had to admit that the man was handsome, his features sharp, piercing gray eyes framed with lashes so long it probably made most of the women green from jealousy. But even with all the picturesque beauty, Schuyler felt immediate antip antipathy towards him. It must have been the way he poised himself, his chin high, eyes scanning his surrounding with evident distaste, like he was far too good to be here, which, as the youngest son of a royal family, he probably was. He didn't even spare her a second glance. He stopped in front of Rory, his face carefully neutral. You must be Lady Aurora. Indeed, my lord, Rory said, curtsying again and then offering her hand. The man took it and raised it to his mouth, barely grazing tips of her fingers with his mouth and then swiftly letting go. It's an honor to finally meet you, he said, but his voice sounded strained as if he was forcing himself to say it. You're early, my lord. We were expecting you later today. If we knew, we would prepare a proper greeting. I don't like to travel with the whole royal delegation. I thought I'd go ahead and check the premises before his highness the king arrives. That was an apparent jab at their status, as if the general didn't trust them with the monarch's safety. Skylar narrowed her eyes, but only gritted her teeth at the insult. Rory did not let any of her displeasure show at his words, of course. She was too good at playing politics. Then it would be my pleasure to show you around. Don't trouble yourself with that, my lady. I only need to meet the head of the guards. Your guard can show me... He moved his eyes to Skylar and trailed off, his perfect face broken by surprise. He probably thought she was a man at first glance. It was unbecoming of noblewomen to be anything else but a lady at the court. Her in chain mail and covered with mud was probably not a common sight for the general. She met his gaze straight on and crossed her arms in a silent challenge. An elegant laugh broke the awkward silence. Oh, my apologies, my lord. Late introductions. My younger sister, Lady Schuyler, Rory said with a straight face and charming smile. Lady Schuyler? The general asked, his brows raised high and apparent displeasure written all over his face. I see. Before Schuyler managed to utter a word, Rory took over yet again. Oh, look, Master Jeremiah is already here. She gestured to the older man, striding towards them swiftly. I believe he's the person that you were looking for at this moment, my lord. Indeed. Thank you for your welcome, my lady, the general said and bowed his head just a fraction toward Rory. I will see you later at the feast. And before she could reply, he was already walking off toward Master Guardsman. What a prick, Skylar hissed quietly so only her sister could hear it. Well, he may be a prick, all right, Rory agreed with a pleasant smile still plastered to her face but he is my husband-to-be and one of the most influential men in this kingdom. So please, hold your tongue, Skye. 
Skylar was sitting in a tub full of hot water, scraping her skin with a tough brush, trying to get rid of all the mud covering her body in the weirdest places. The maids were moving about the room, getting her evening dress ready. They knew better than to fuss over her. She hated that and saw no reason why she couldn't bathe or dress by herself. It seemed like such a waste of effort. She winced as she rubbed at fresh scrapes and scratches she didn't even know were there. But the warmth of the water was doing wonders to relax her tense and exhausted muscles after the sparring session. The pain was oddly satisfying, a sign that she worked hard enough for her body to feel it. Unfortunately, her peaceful bath time came to an end when she heard the door to her room open and shut loudly. Lady Aurora? She heard the maid's respectful voices, and then several more women entered her bathing chamber with Rory in her impeccable dress and fashionably styled hair. Her, her sister waved her hand, and her servants grabbed the brush from Skylar's hand and started to scrub her ferociously from all sides. Hey, she protested fiercely, trying to wriggle out of the woman's grasp. Get your maids off me. I don't need help to bathe. Yes, you do, Rory scoffed. Just look at you. You look like a dirty beggar. Don't you even dare to protest because you owe me one for this humiliation on the courtyard. Fine, Sky sighed and let the servants do their thing and only clenched her jaw when they tugged on her hair without any restraint. You will do your best tonight to look and behave like a lady, Sky, Rory said. This is the most important moment in our whole history. Who would have thought that one day Shawcross will marry into the royal family? It's finally our chance to shine. Your chance, you mean, Sky mumbled. It won't change anything for me. Oh no, my dear sister, it will change everything. Our family will finally get the respect we deserve. We will finally be included in the highest social circles, even you. Your marriage prospects will be so much better after this union is officially sanctioned. I don't care for marriage. I would probably never marry anyone. I would stay here and take over after father. Rory scoffed. Don't be ridiculous. Even if you become the lady of our domain, you would still be expected to wed. It's not for your pleasure, my dear. Every marriage for families of our status is a political decision. Blah, 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 Sky mumbled, rolling her eyes. She hated when Rory quoted her teachers at her. Po Politics are your thing, Rory. I'm only good with a sword, and that's what I'm going to do. Do you think it's a child's play, Sky? Rory growled with anger. Scalar turned to look at her sister, surprised. Aurora hardly ever lost her composure like that. Now her face was pale, and her full lips forming a grimace that did not flatter her. Her hands were balled into fists. Do you think I wouldn't like to just toss all the rules away and do as I please like you every day? I would, any day. But I can't, because someone in this family must be the responsible one. Do you have any idea how many things I had to sacrifice to get us this alliance? Rory, I didn't mean... Of course you did it. You don't care about anything as long as it does not interfere with your stupid training with soldiers. I wish for once you could find yourself in my position. Then maybe you would think twice before rolling your eyes every time I try to talk to you. Rory hissed, turned on her heel, and left the room. 
Skylar walked through the vast hall towards the banquet hall. Her long, elegant dress in the shade of the darkest blue pulled behind in a long train. She thought it was ridiculous and impractical. It was restraining her movements, not to mention the corset, which made breathing almost impossible. But that's what Rory chose for her, and she learned a long time ago that fighting her sister over a fashion was a futile effort. The guard standing at the entrance straightened when she approached. She smirked, closed her mouth, Dune, and stopped staring. The man grunted and closed his mouth, but he couldn't stop grinning. Forgive me, Captain. I almost didn't recognize you. You look like a proper lady now. Are you saying I usually don't look like a lady? She cocked her head with a jingle of jewelry. I wouldn't dare, Captain. Good. How's it going? Are the visitors making any problems? Not until now, Captain. Although the Royal Guards are pretty bossy. That's only to be expected. Keep up the good work. I have to go and do ladylike things, Skylar added with a smirk. The banquet hall was decorated lavishly for the occasion. The walls were adorned with not only their family banners, dark blue with a silver bear, but also with royal crimson griffins. All the tables were decorated with matching linens and fresh flowers. All of it must have cost a small fortune. Sky hated the nobles' lavishness. Shawcross were not as wealthy as their counterparts from the kingdom's capital city of Eagle Post. Wasting funds that could strengthen their defenses on the eastern border was not a wise thing to do. The visitors hadn't been here yet. Rory told her already that being late was a fashionable thing. Skye only shook her head with disgust, taking her seat at the main table next to her sister. She was glad the delegation came here only for one night. Oh my, you look half decent tonight, Rory said, looking her up and down and sipping water. I was surprised myself. But what is more shocking is you not drinking wine for once. Skye snapped back. Rory straightened and raised her chin high. I don't always drink wine, and some occasions demand one's full attention, so you'd better try and not sneak out early. Skylar scoffed, but before she could retort, the Royal Herald entered the hall and tapped his cane to the floor three times, instantly demanding the attention of all attendants. His Royal Highness King Alarat Griffinhart, Her Royal Highness Queen Eleonora Griffinhart, and Lord General Gawain Griffinhart the man announced in a loud voice. When the royals entered the hall, everyone stood up and bowed their heads, waiting for the guests to take their designated seats at the top of the main table. The king helped his wife to her chair and joined her. Then he smiled cheerfully and waved his hand. Please, dear friends, sit down. Let's start this amazing feast. Skylar sneaked a peek at the king. He looked as majestic as she imagined. There was an unmistakable resemblance between him and his younger brother. Still, while Galen was as cold and unapproachable as a marble statue, Alarat was the most cheerful man she'd ever seen. His handsome face was warm and smiley, his blue eyes bright with joy. His pale skin was marked with wrinkles, indicated he smiled a lot. The queen was beautiful, her face a porcelain mask with a kind smile, but her dark eyes were cold and calculating. Sky moved her eyes to the general. He was sitting straight and stiff, stiff, clearly not pleased to be there, not even trying to keep up pretenses. His gray eyes were scanning the surroundings, looking for the faintest threat, even despite multiple guards. Skylar sighed. She didn't envy Rory. Shh. 
living with this man would be hell. The feast started, and there was many polite discussions where the musicians were entertaining gathered nobles with gentle tunes. Colart Sharcross, the head of the Sharcross house, was mostly talking with the king, their conversations very animated and full of laughter. Rory tried to pull Gawain into the conversation several times, but he responded in short, curt answers, bordering on rude. Rory was flawlessly poised, the picture of a perfect noble lady. But Skylar could see her sister losing her patience when her graceful movements became more rapid. After all the food was served and consumed, the royal family and the host moved to the more private receiving room, where Colart Shawcross was conducting all necessary negotiations. The king and queen sat on the sofa, but Gawain stood in the room's corner admiring the bookshelves. Colart Shawcross put a hand on Rory's back and asked, Aurora, dear, are you ready for the examination? Of course, father. She turned to an older woman in the gray robes of a healer. Follow me, please. I'll show you the room. As you wish, my lady. The woman bowed and followed Rory out of the door. So, Lady Skylar, the king addressed, and she perked up. I've heard the most intriguing gossip about you. Gossip, your majesty? Sky asked cautiously. It was the first time she, the man addressed her this evening. She didn't like when the attention was focused on her. The queen put her elegant hand on his arm. My dear, it is not polite to discuss such silly things with a lady, she said with a charming smile. Oh, but it got me curious, he protested, patting her hand. Is that true? You are a captain of your own company of soldiers? That is true, she replied without batting an eye, squaring her shoulders. Remarkable. The king exclaimed with excitement. I've never heard of a woman commanding soldiers. Have you, Gawain? The general turned around and looked at Skye, narrowing his eyes. I have not. Such brutal task is unbecoming for a lady. Skylar clenched her jaw and raised her chin, looking straight at the general defiantly. She didn't care he was the highest military commander in the kingdom. He did not have the authority over noble houses' armies, and could not dictate how they run their affairs. The temperature in the room seemed to drop suddenly. Oh, come now, brother, the king said quickly. I know it's not a traditional role for the young lady, but I, for one, would love to see Lady Skylar in action. Thank you, your majesty. Sky bowed her head to the king with a small smile. The queen's face was unreadable. If she shared her brother-in-law's contempt, she didn't let it show. Desperate times call for desperate measures, I'm afraid, Colart said. Unfortunately, my wife died young, and I only have two daughters. Fortunately for me, Skylar showed interest in swords and fighting since she was a child. It would be a waste not to use it. Indeed, my dear friend, the king nodded. That's why I'm so glad we are strengthening the bonds between our families. Your lands are far from the capital, and we rarely have an opportunity to hear your insights. And you are the frontier against the blighted lands. We have much to learn from you. I live to serve, your majesty, Colart said with a deep bow. The door to the room opened and the healer came in, followed by Rory. Skylar jumped to her feet instinctively. Her sister was pale as death, her cheeks smeared with traces of tears, her body trembling. Skylar has never seen her so distressed. Your majesty, we have a problem. The healer said, her voice harsh, Lady Aurora is pregnant.
Alrighty, so that was chapter one, and let's talk about it. So the thing, the first thing I could say right off the bat is that um, the the first chapter being just a little bit long kind of throws off the reader. Um, the only thing I could say that made up for it is the the way it was able to catch my attention. So when you're writing, you don't want to make the first chapter too long. Um, that kind of like turns off the reader from um, finishing it out because there, I don't know if you guys heard it, but there's um, like about two uh, moments where I stopped reading to indicate that there was like a, a pause or like a, you know, change in events um, or change in scenery or whatever have you. So um, I feel like the author kind of put in maybe two chapters in one, maybe she could have shortened it or maybe she could have made the feast that night a different chapter um but it wasn't much of a big deal for me because i enjoyed it and it ended on a cliffhanger so and right away i love the pictures it definitely is a plus for those of us who likes visuals so in the beginning she has some pictures or some um pictures in her the header of the chapter i love when I love when authors do that. It definitely adds a little umph to the book, to the novel. I wish I had the time and energy and motivation to do that with my books. But for those of you who do that, kudos to you because you are literally um, going the extra mile and adding visuals to those who are more visual. So that was an awesome part of it. The prologue immediately starts off with great imagery, and I just wanted to read that really quick because I loved how it started off. So here it is. The fog hung over the forest like a thick veil. The sun barely peaked above the dark mountains on the horizon, slowly dispersing the gloom of the night. The forest was calm and silent, far too silent. Literally, did you, did you hear that? I love, I absolutely love good imagery. Not only does it catch, um, well, it does it catch your reader's attention. It literally, you, I could see it in my mind. What she said, I saw in my mind. And I love when writers put that time and effort into their work to make it beautiful. Like, um, writing is poetry. Writing is art. Like, you are literally spinning a tale in someone's mind just from the words that you are writing. And that, in and of itself, is a superpower. I'm, I'll, I'm just saying. It is a superpower. So, I loved the imagery. Um, I already can tell that the main character, Skylar, is a strong gets things done kind of person and I love her already from the get-go um from the prologue that I saw she was a captain um and from the first chapter I love her character because sometimes um characters are so or lady characters at least are so um damsel in distress are so self-doubting and weak but not Skylar no she knows what she wants she knows who she is and she makes it known from the beginning. I absolutely love that. I love that the author made her a strong female character, strong female lead. So kudos to you. Um, 
chapter one had me captivated from start to finish where it ended on a cliffhanger like i said in the beginning so just to sum up chapter one um or i guess the big events in chapter one um skylar had a sister aurora they were both um noble women and they were going or aurora were going was going to marry the general of the royal family you know the royal family who controls on the kingdoms she was going to marry him but what had happened was aurora ended up being pregnant <laughs> aurora what you been doing girl like honestly when i read that i was like no i literally said no because i could not believe it because if you've listened to chapter one you would see how prim and proper how ladylike how the perfect example of royalty you know that that's who she was and to find out that she was pregnant now nah, that that literally shocked the heck out of me and I'm glad that the office threw in a twist pretty early. And although it wasn't too huge or grand, it's definitely a good start. Sometimes um, we we get so caught up in saving the juicy things for later on in the story that we don't realize that the other chapters are getting kind of bland and, and nothing, quote unquote, big is happening. But I think this author spaced out or laid her... Um, huge events beautifully because it all connected you know sometimes when I'm reading it and I feel like um, a big thing happens but it doesn't connect to something like an earlier event no not with this book the author really took her time and laid out all her events and she made them connect beautifully they just fell into place so that's why I really 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 love um, this book it was really captivating and definitely worth the read and like i said the imagery is amazing especially in the last few chapters describing the battle and i don't know let me see i definitely want to try to read um the ending or a little bit of chapter 29 and i'll just read a little bit of the beginning the world around Skylar exploded. She no longer looked with her own two eyes. Now, she was everywhere at once. The wave of visions flooding her mind was so overwhelming, she screamed. But the sound of her voice and her body seemed to be hundreds of miles away from her. Also, not only her, percep her perception changed, the myriads of thoughts passing through her consciousness was no longer her own. She could feel every blade of the grass reaching steadily toward the sun, bathing in its warm rays. She could sense the worms wriggling their way slowly through the ground, working slowly but surely. She heard the song of the birds she never knew existed. But there is one persisting thought, louder than everything else, to give life and preserve it. And that was just a little bit of the beginning of chapter nine. Oh my goodness, guys, you will not regret reading this book. It is so amazing. And the ending was phenomenal. I love the events that led up to such a beautiful finale. Honestly, it had me, um, I thought something was going to happen. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. I thought one thing was going to happen, but it ended up being 
um, just not the thing that I thought, which I am so um, grateful for and I'm so happy. I could not put this book down and I'm telling you now, stop what you're doing, stop the book that you're reading and go and read this book right now and then find me on Twitter because I definitely want to have a discussion about it. Seriously. So that is all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in every time there's a new release, for just your support, for sharing, for liking, for commenting, following. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Whatpad Reads would not be what it is without you amazing people. Thank you so, so much. And if you have not already, follow me on Whatpad. I'm Miss Understood 98. That's M-I-S-S understood 98 on whatpad or twitter i'm on twitter at reads underscore whatpad it's backwards i know but it's reads underscore whatpad please follow i really want to get to know you guys and talk about the amazing awesome books and reads that we find and if you are an author who wants your um work more noticed and to get more traffic on your books or you know someone who is share this podcast with them because i review hidden gems i don't review the books with millions of reads no i review the ones that need to be recognized to that need to get to those millions of reads because they're just that good so if you know anyone like that if you are an author like that share this podcast go ahead and send me a message on twitter or um, Whatpad or any of my social medias. I'll link it in the description. Please go ahead and share it. And don't forget to message. I'll definitely love to review your work. Also, if you have anything that you want to say, um, any comments, any um, sh- a shout out even, if you want to just leave your feedback on the episode, on the podcast, on that particular book, please feel free to send me a voice message. I think you definitely can on uh, Anchor if you have it or any app that you're using. Feel free to send me a voice message. I'd love to hear you. I'd love to feature you in an episode. So go ahead and do that. And I hope you guys are having an awesome day. And I will see you in the next episode for another amazing find. See you later.